0: All right, Heidi, it's all you. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for putting up with our Relay shenanigans. You never know what's (laughs) gonna happen. This is our second Relay for Life training call. It is being recorded and it will be posted to the training page on ACS resources next week early. Um, An announcement will be made when that happens. So be on the lookout. And then if you know people who weren't able to be on the call, direct them to the recording so that they can Watch it and um, get some great information. We want to thank everyone who is joining us tonight to talk about the volunteer staff partnerships that make our Relay for Life event so successful. So like me, everyone on this call at some point was invited and accepted to be a volunteer with our American Cancer Society and Relay for Life. So now what, who do you contact? What do you do? How do you communicate? What do you need to know? Who is your staff partner? Who are the other volunteers? There are so many questions. So tonight we hope our panelists can help you learn some more of the best practices and tips you can use to make your partnership with your staff partner and your fellow volunteers Relay Amazing. You will be hearing from some Relay um, volunteers and staff who are Relay Amazing and they have fantastic partnerships, and each pair will give you some tips on how they built their relationships and what works for them. So I'm looking forward to introducing our panel in a couple more minutes. So why is it important to have that strong volunteer partnership with your your volunteer staff? It's simple. It helps us work together much easier. Relay for Life promotes a volunteer-led, staff-supported model, so a strong working relationship between the volunteers and the staff puts the leading on us as volunteers with the staff partner able to support and answer any questions while stepping back and letting us own our events. A big piece of this partnership is that it allows both sides to set clear expectations while working together to set the goals, promote the event and create the best possible um, experience for those attending. So establishing this foundation up front also helps the staff partner and volunteer leads. It helps them to set up the volunteer for success. It allows conversations about the skills which the volunteers has and where they can fit into the leadership team. This is even important for the day of event volunteers. The one way to set up for failure is not asking the volunteer what skills they have or what areas they may wish to volunteer in. A partnership allows for all of that conversation And those conversations should be followed up each year, if not more more often, throughout the lifetime of your volunteers. There are many forms of partnership with Relay for Life, volunteer to staff, volunteer to volunteer, and staff to staff. Often these partnerships may encounter barriers. One tool to help combat those barriers is to make a partnership agreement. And I know a lot of us all go "eh" when you hear that word. So don't be afraid of, of that word partnership. It's, this is a time when you both can sit down to talk together, either in person or virtually, and talk through your expectations of the role, how you want to communicate, talk about the skills and interests. Creating that partnership agreement helps empower volunteers to utilize their skills, engage and motivate each other for the work that will, be need, that will need to be done and the future work that can be done while defining how you will each support each other. Partnerships agreements can be on paper, like a contract, or they can be in an in-depth verbal discussion. It should include an exchange of contact information and the best times to reach each other. It should also include a conversation about if one of you can't be reached at X, what other ways can be used to get in touch? These partnership agreements should not be a one-sided conversation, but a true back and forth discussion. And don't forget to check in from time to time, especially if a, mo- a mode of communication isn't working the best. Um, your American Cancer Society has a hard copy of a volunteer staff partnership agreement form that can be used to help guide the conversations. It can be do- downloaded from, yes, ACS resources. And Kayla going to put the link in the chat for everyone. So now on to our discussion and our panelists. We're going to go from east to west for these intros. And if I slaughter your name, I really apologize. From Relay for Left of Houston County, Georgia, please welcome Kenyat Cheatham and her staff partner, Kristen Broderdorp. Um, We're going to welcome Emily Nathan and her staff partner, April Bush, from the Relay for Life of South Oakland County, Michigan. Yay, Michigan! That's where I'm from. (laughs) And from Arizona, (laughs) please welcome Amber Thornton and her staff partner, Roxanne Majeski hiller from the Relay for Life of Yuma. So thank you to all our panelists for offering your expertise and experience tonight. We're going to do a round robin share tonight, so you'll get to hear the thoughts from each volunteer and staff for all of our questions. Are we ready to dive in? Yes. All right. First question. How did you build your relay relationship from getting to know each other to setting expectation boundaries? We're going to start with um Kenyatta and Kristen. You want me Hey to everyone.
1: For- <laughs> oh yeah, you go ahead. No, go no, ahead. You
2: go. No you. <laughs> hey, everyone, thanks for joining us tonight. Um <sighs> No, you go first, Kristen. Okay.
3: (laughs) I can honestly say how Kenya and I built our relationship, I think was, it was very easy. She is a very easy person to talk to. And we meshed really well together. I think we had a conversation, we were on Zoom or Teams, and we just sort of talked through, got to know each other, asked questions about each other. I mean, it's, when you have somebody who can hold a conversation is so flawlessly i think as her and i can together it was it was very easy in the in the sense that we just sort of got to know one another where are you from what do you do you know all that kind of stuff and then started talking really about tell me about your real as i was coming in as a new staff partner to her um you know tell me about your relay event how do you guys work how do you operate you know here's how what i do i have you know, I work remotely with, you know, 30 plus events, here's how my expectations. And so I I think we sort of just let the conversation flow very, it was a conversation. It wasn't, um, you know, here's a piece of paper with your duties and here's a piece of paper with my duties. It was just a very easy conversation. Um, Kenyatta, I don't know if you want to add on to that. At yeah, all. I, yeah, I'll echo that.
2: It was a very easy conversation because I've I've been a part of Relay for um 18, 19 years now, and I've had uh, now three partners, which I love them all. I still have relationships with my previous two, but I did go into meeting Kristen because now she's um, we had to have remote um, ACS partners. Um, And so I just shared with her my experience in the past years and what I was used to what um, what could she help me out with that she's more familiar with that I did not know Um, it's just all about being open and receptive. um, And like she said, being willing to talk Um, we talk I talk too much sometimes so um, there's that part but um but yeah it's just all about willing to have to have that conversation and not be scared to you know try not to step on toes if you can i'm a very blunt open person and so sometimes i have to be like oh oops my bad i didn't mean it that way but you have to have those conversations to be relational with each other um because if you want to have a successful event you definitely want to have an awesome relationship with your acs
0: partner over thank you let's go to emily and april
4: you want me to go first go ahead (laughs) yeah I'll see what you find um, <laughs> kind of about the same as theirs. I mean, I'd like to say that there was this, you know wonderful way of like uh, following through or figuring out what we were doing. but we just kind of meshed. um for my part, um, April in our area, everybody um who had, who was a lead or who had been in different relays for a long time, everybody knew who April was. Everybody wanted April as their staff partner. Um, We had gone through a few um, and I was so excited when I got told that April was going to be ours. Um, And I think she probably was given a little bit of, of my background and knew that I had um, been part of our relay for about, I think it was about 11 or 12 years before I became this, the lead, which I now in my seventh year of doing. Um, So I think really, it just kind of, we just kind of meshed really well. Um, We talk about everything, like we sat down and figured out, you know, where she was coming from. and where I was coming from and what we wanted from the relay and moving forward, especially because um, it was still coming out of COVID when April became our staff partner. So everything was changed. Um, Our relay in itself, um, which just turned 25 years old last, this past relay season, um, was older and was in need of changing. Um, So we just kind of, I think, had similar views on what we
1: wanted to do with it. So, and I should let you guys know that, um, Emily and I are in a traditional staff, um, relay relationship where like I staff them in person. So I go to all their meetings. So I do have the opportunity to be in person with Emily at meetings, at their event, at, you know, they do a golf outing and things like that. So I do have the opportunity to be in person. Um, I feel like that helps us build our relationship. A little bit more than just being on Zoom. Zoom is great, but you know there's something to be said about being in person sometimes. Um, but like she said, you know, I didn't staff them originally, but when I was taking them over, I did get all the feedback from the previous staff. And I remember when I very first started, you know, with that, you know, the staff person who had them, I had heard they were on my team, so I heard everything. You know, I knew stuff about their event through all the years. So when I finally took them over. I was very familiar with a lot of their volunteers. Like I had heard their names, I knew them from meetings or things like that. But Emily and I were fast friends. I mean, we just clicked from the get. Um, So it's been an easy relationship to build. Um, I actually don't do the paper partnership agreements. Um, I feel like our relationships, like my relationships with my event leads, are a little more like organically built rather than having it on paper, if that makes sense. So, and I, I do have other, some of my other event leads are on this call tonight. So hi Lynn, but um, yeah, I just feel like we just have built this really strong relationship and we just, we each know what the other one is doing and what we need from each other. So it just, we, we mesh well.
0: Good. All right. Are you ready? Amber and Roxanne? Sure.
5: You wanna go first, Amber?
6: Okay, I'll go first. Um, so when I first started joining um, Relay for Life, it was pre-COVID, the year that became the COVID year. Uh, that was my first time on an ELT, um, but I was not the event lead at that point. And Roxanne was not the staff partner back then. We were a traditional, where we had a staff partner in person. Um, but then during COVID, that person, well, no, 21, um, he retired. And so part of our transition of meeting Roxanne was him facilitating that um, and kind of facilitating us getting to know each other as he transitioned out and she transitioned in. Um, So in our first year, we were traditional and she came to our relay and that was fantastic. And I think like everyone else here that Roxanne and I really became fast friends and meshed really well together. Um, And when she transitioned um, to the UES. Um, I was bummed that I wasn't going to get to see her as much, <laughs> but um, but it still worked really well with our event. Um, she's still in Arizona, um, so we're on the same time zone, which makes it super easy. Um, and she's really flexible with like my work schedule and communication, so we've again set up a really easy rapport with each other and knowing, um, What each other is doing as well, and whenever I have questions because I was a newer lead when she came on so a lot of things I didn't know, Um, so I would ask questions and sometimes she had to go ask the question too because she didn't know so we were kind of learning each other together, which was kind of fun.
5: yeah I mean I would echo a lot of what amber said, I think it was again very, very organic and I think just being present and available, and I would say that. I was brand new to ACS, she was brand new to Relay. So it was just like we were both just like learning on the job, it felt like. And but I think that just really developed a bond between us. And it just also like I also just wanted to make sure that I was really committed to her. So I mean, it was if she had a question, if she needed support, I tried to make myself available. And if I didn't know, I would let her know. I don't know. I'll find out and so it just it made it very easy as just like showing that commitment to one another
0: very good I'm loving these stories and the connections so let's go on with our next question how do you decide who's responsible for what and what does the accountability of that look like so let's start with Emily and April
4: um we kind of um kind of just like April was saying though too we don't we don't exactly sit down and figure out um with each of our responsibilities are um it just sometimes kind of happens um for each of our different events again like she said since we're able to meet in person we do a lot of times i mean we have our meetings um but her and i will meet together um at different event places depending on what we're doing um and then we just kind of divide up stuff i know in our way of things like if it's something that acs like if it's flyers if it's something printed um those kinds of things april takes care of um if it's getting talking to the the venue that we're dealing with um getting people to be present there uh selling tickets things like that i take care of that um we just kind of sit down and divide tasks up kind of evenly um and kind of um what are when you were talking before about like what your strengths are is kind of you know along that lines um there's some things that you know maybe i've got the contacts for and the people that i can talk to so i'll take on those responsibilities um and then there again like i said then you know some of the other stuff that maybe comes from acs um or doing those kinds of things um putting together some of the flyers april ends up taking care of um you know that way with some of those um and we just try to take um in what she's got her seven events that she deals with um i work full-time so we just kind of figure out what works best um communicating um and and dealing with that around both of our our schedules
1: yeah i mean really emily does most things i do kind of the things that she can't you know i'll set up Like we have a website for our golf, you know, it has to be me who initially sets that up. So Emily does a lot. She really does. Um, which I appreciate, but yeah, I just kind of fill in the gaps of things that she can't do basically, but, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a partnership. It's definitely, you know, can you do this? Yeah, I can do that, that kind of thing. So we just kinda, it works out. So it's, it's, it's good just
4: and one other quick thing fast and we we seem to work really well though of throwing stuff off of each other a little bit so our big relay um is at at our big uh zoo here in town it's at the detroit zoo is where our relay takes place um and it's great because now we've had it there for quite a few years to go through and we can bounce stuff off like okay this didn't work over here this time what do you think about moving it over here so we do really well and and I guess some of that is because we can do things together in person but we're able to kind of bounce stuff off each other and come up with the best scenario between the two of us
0: thank you all right Amber and Roxanne you can go first this time um
5: I think it really just Obviously, there's the things that, AC, like ACS, a staff partner needs to do that a volunteer doesn't have access to that I will take care of, just like how April talked about. But there's also, I think, with how Relay is set up and just being so volunteer driven, is that I really try and really get a gauge on the on. Amber and the volunteers and just like wanting them to really own their event and so I kind of really try and put it in their court as far as like what else do you need and so if it's like she needs advice on a certain thing or wants me to look over the sponsorship packet to see like if there's anything I would add or just suggestions or even if there's, I think what's so beautiful with our relay community is is also the be- ability to lean on other relays. So there's been times where Amber even reaches out and like, has a relay ever done this before? Or I've been on their Facebook page and I really like this. Do you have any resources on that? And so it's a matter of, I think like that open line of communication and just really like, really letting her like show me what she needs. And so I so I feel like that that ELT kind of has the ownership of the event. And then I'm just kind of there as that support and coach and what they need.
6: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that one thing that I have really appreciated with Roxanne is that she also encourages me not to say yes to everything and to delegate. Um, She really encourages me to ask my ELT to take things on um, and ask other people like she initially like did like all of the website stuff. So she would put up the graphics and the things. And then this past year she was like, Hey, now that the ELT grown, why do you think about asking someone to do this so that, and that's what I did. I was able to, to, you know, find one of our, our ELT members that, you know, was willing to take that on. And so that was like, it took something off of her plate and put it back onto our ELT so that we have a little bit more flexibility with it and a little more easier access. Um, but it's nice to be able to, to delegate it to someone else and to not have everything be on me.
0: Very good. All right, how about for Kenyat and Kristen? I'll take this, I'll start All this right. one.
2: Okay. I got, I got this. So um, I did come from a traditional relationship where my ACS partner was local, right? So um, then COVID came. And um, now my partner is all the way in Pittsburgh, but I will say um, I would love for you to come down to Georgia, Kristen. You know how April bops over there to see Leanne. Um, no, not Leanne. The, oh. Those Michigan people. Who that Michigan? I'm Ohio, <laughs> Ohio, Ohio State all day. But anyways, um, no, I understood and recognized that you know I'm not her only um, her only uh, event, right? and that it is a volunteer-driven relay and that it's all about us and what we are doing for our community. Um, She's been very resourceful at any moment, if I've ever needed anything printed. I'm always the last minute person, unfortunately, so I don't get it to her in time most times, so then I don't even ask her because it's not on her. My emergency is not hers. That's the biggest thing um, that I wanna stress to everyone. Your personal emergency is not necessarily theirs because like I said, I'm sure that you are not their only relay event, so just keep that in mind um, when when you ask for assistance from your ACS partners. Try to be in um, advance, proactive. Not like me all the time; I'm kind of last minute. But try to be proactive in asking them because they are more than willing to help. Um, you just got to give them time um, and understand that you're not their only event. Over. <laughs> you're the best. Number
3: one. Number two. Um, I uh so just basically yes i think um we work together in a way where we are it almost what i like to say is we're like a player coach scenario right like i am the coach you guys are the players you are out in the community but i'm here to guide you and help you and make sure you're not burning out like amber and roxy said like make sure you're delegating make sure you're you have all the resources that you need and to talk through situations and scenarios and then also to help with the ACS stuff side of things, you know, contracts, websites, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think really it is a lot of a um, you know, you know, I'm like I said, I'm the coach. I'm here to help, you know, guide you and tell you, you know, and you're out there in the community, um, you know, being the face of ACS.
0: So, um, good 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 next question what have you learned about communication as you've worked together in this relationship amber why don't you and roxanne start off
6: Okay, dokey. um i think it's really important to figure out with your staff partner like the best way to communicate with each other um i know that with my my daytime job doesn't always allow me to jump on a zoom um, even sometimes our phone calls would get interrupted with my work tasks, even with when I was trying to do them on lunch hours. Um, so we've come kind of come to like I text a lot with her throughout the day um, so that i'm not bugging her at night, because I mean when i'm home and can dedicate more time to it, I don't want to bug her and her off time either. Um, so I know that if she doesn't see my text message, because she's you know, it's off hours that she'll get back to me, or I'll shoot her an email, especially if it's after hours, I always use the email and try not to text, um, you know, it late at night. Um, and that's that seems to be really good for us. Um, and so I would just re reiterate with your staff partner, like what works best for you so that you can find that relationship that middle ground.
5: Yeah, and I would say it's also kind of grown to that over the years. I mean, at the very beginning, Amber and I probably met, I think, every other week. uh, We had a phone call and then texting in between. But it was also like, I think, again, we were building that relationship. And it was also like, because Amber was new to the scene, she needed that more like availability for communication. And now it's like, she's in her third year and we still text all the time, and then if like she needs to hop on a call with me, she'll tell me like and we'll hop on a call and we'll schedule something. So it's it also like it can ebb and flow. So maybe also just like having those check ins as well as like maybe your volunteer doesn't want to talk to you every other week now or it's or and just like seeing like what what is like what they need like in that moment in time. And so and it also varies with when your relay is, too, because there's I mean, if their their relay is in march i probably won't get many texts from amber in april and so it's uh (laughs) it also it depends on that too so it just is very organic that way
0: thank you all right kenyat and kristen i
3: i think i've learned like as we've worked together you know we've been working together since 2021 i think so we've you know, it like, just like you guys said in the beginning, it's a lot of let's do a call, let's do this. But then like, I know how she operates. I fully trust her. And I know that she will reach out to me when needed. We text and we email. Like we don't really have calls because I know that she she is a, uh, you know, she's been relaying for a long time and she's been doing this stuff for a long time. So she knows things she needs to get done and she's, you know, things that she wants to accomplish and how I can help her. And she lets me know, I need you to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, because we know how we work and how we operate, because we've learned so much about each other since we've been together since 2021. Um, so, yeah.
2: And Heidi, can I say first, thank you so much, Heidi, for saying my name correctly. Okay, it always makes me nervous. I'm glad I did. <laughs> Thank you
0: so much. You jacked up Kristen's last name, but you said my first thing <laughs>
2: beautifully.
0: I know I did. I did. But you know, as volunteers, we got to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything to add?
2: Oh, wait, did I speak? Did I, I didn't speak yet, did I? no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I told a lot of talks to people after 730. I'm getting kind of wonky. No, um, I forgot what the question was. The accountability. Uh, wait, are we on accountability or the communication?
0: communication? What have you learned about communication as you've worked together?
2: Oh, yes, yeah, just um, being understanding that, you know, um, there is there's a cutoff for time. And if it's not an emergency, you can wait until the next day. Um, even though I do have a nine to five, um, I, I work for the government. Don't tell them I'm probably doing a lot of relay stuff during my nine to five anyway. Um, but if it's after, <laughs> if it's after seven o'clock ish, well, like y'all know, I've already said, I don't talk to people after seven 30. So I'm definitely not going to text Kristen after seven 30, asking her about some relay stuff. It can wait. It's not mission essential. Right. Um, but just, you know, laying those, those guidelines, laying those I don't want to say rules because you don't want to be so structured because you know we are volunteers they are staff partners and we want to have fun we want to make it a successful event um but just making sure that you're open to the communication is is big be open for communication
0: good all right emily and april do you want to go first this time april
1: sure sure so what we have found is that facebook messenger is our friend Uh, that's where we do a lot of our, we don't usually text. We message through that instead, which I appreciate that because I don't have notifications set up for mine. So it's not like it's dinging me all the time. If she's, you know, I'll see it, you know, when I'm available to see it, which I appreciate that. Um, but we usually have a phone call like once a month just to go over our agenda and things like that before usually, you know, right before our next meeting. So we'll do a phone call and then um, Facebook Messenger all the time. And then the other thing is that I might Facebook Messenger her during the day. And she's a dentist, so she's busy. She has patients, she's, you know, and I know that if she doesn't respond for an hour or two, she's busy and that's fine. And she'll respond to me when she is not busy, when she's not, you know, when she has a second. And the same thing, I know that, you know, if I don't respond to her right away, she knows I'm either talking to another volunteer in another meeting, like she understands, like we get that the other person is not available 24 um, seven. So I feel like it really works for us doing it that way. So. good.
0: Right. Well, continuing along communication lines, how often do you check in with each other regarding how it's working? Um, how is everybody feeling about the partnership? Are there things you need to tweak? Kenyette and Kristen, let's start with you.
3: I mean, I think we we have such a flow, and I know you know for some of my other events, I can speak to you know there are check ins more frequently. Um, Kenyette and I will just text, you know, you know when we need something or if we check in or if i see something come through and i need to let her know um you know we have a pretty open communication um whenever we need each other um i think you know for some other events if you're looking to be more structured you know there, you know i do have standing calls um you know especially as i work with a lot of collegiate events and students and high schools you know having those calls to check in with maybe those you know volunteers who you know may need a little bit more guidance or help um you know i feel like with kenya and i it's um you know she's like you know has been reeling for a long time so it's not like we need to talk through anything as she has it under control but i feel with some of my other events yes there is always you know a standing call a check-in um you know just to make sure that the event is on track and everything's happening and we're going through any resources that may you know maybe needed does that i mean i think that pretty much sums up you and i
2: (laughs) yeah it really does um and i've been blessed to have very relational acs partners in my my lineage of of this venture and all three of them have been super awesome, very relational, very receptive, very open open for communication. Um, but I just again I can't stress enough to whether you're a new relayer or you're a veteran, you're not prob- you're probably not their only event. That's the biggest thing I have to stress across. Just just remember that you're not their only event. If they don't respond to you immediately, just understand that they will get to you because they, you know, they got it. They got you they're going to hold, hold they're going to take care of you for sure over
0: thank you emily and april
4: um pretty much just like what april had said before um we just use the messenger a lot um different maybe than some others um i know i'm up late all the time and there's quite a few times where april i think like her daughters are done with like, you know, the volleyball games and different things and like, and her and I will be texting. And so for us to message at 11 o'clock at night is, is common <laughs> um because it just works for our schedule. Um, But it's, you know, just like everybody said, it's whatever works, you know, for yours, we'll email back and forth a little bit. Um, Like right now we're dealing with some contracts. So we do, you know, do that a little bit. Um, And like April said, probably after this meeting tonight, I'll be sending her a text and saying, um, when are we gonna talk before our Wednesday meeting? Because we have our monthly meeting next Wednesday. And we always set up like our agenda and everything to have, even though, you know, she's there with us. So um, so we do usually like talk on the phone once a month, but it's just whatever works best, um, you know, for
1: your group. And I think, I think too, you're asking, how often do we check in about how communication is working, mm-hmm. I feel like that's not necessarily a conversation we have on the regular because the com- the communication is always going well. So we it's not something we need to address. So because we have a constant flow of communication, and I feel like I have that with most of my event leads. So I don't really have to have that conversation of, hey, we need to communicate more. Um, I feel like Emily and I do communicate a lot, and yes, sometimes we are texting it or facebook messaging at 11 o'clock at night but that's because we're both up late it's not it's not because she's like hounding me at 11 o'clock at night or something um and it's through messenger so it's not like it's dinging me or like waking me up or something and let's be clear i'm not sleeping at 11 o'clock at night but um so yeah that's that's how it goes for us
0: okay thanks how about amber and roxanne um i think it's really changed i mean it
5: it's We don't really, I would say we have a set schedule. It's just like, we text for the most part. Um, Again, it's really dependent on what's needed. Like we used to have a standing call every other week. And then now it's more of, we text, we have a call if she needs me. And then, yeah, (laughs) so. And then if I haven't
6: reached out, sometimes Roxanne will be like, Hey, are you okay? (laughs) Everything going okay? Do you need anything? (laughs) So it's like, oh yeah. But like, it, it goes, like she said, it goes in waves, like, there'll be a long time where I don't need anything with our event coming early in the year, like with it being in March, like, by the summer, like, there's not as much going on, you know, like mm-hmm. July and August until we're like wrapping up in September, um, and getting it ready for the, the next year. Um, So it kind of goes in waves of like, like, there will probably be lots mm-hmm. more check in right now, with us being like a month out. um, And then like she said, like in April after the event, I'll be like, okay, peace out. I'm resting.
0: <laughs> well, good. All okay, right. Well, I have this... to
6: apologize because I have to take off a little bit early. So I'm gonna sign off. So I apologize for having to leave early.
0: You're okay. Life, life comes first. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Thank you. The next one was a popular topic that you we got when everybody RSVP'd for this call. They wanna know. How do you work together as staff and volunteer to grow and engage other volunteers on your elt emily and april how do you build that you that elt together
4: well we have tried um to add it first i guess let me go back our elt might not be exactly the way some of the other elts are in that we have people that hold true elt positions but we have our team captains um a lot of our team captains hold some of those positions um also when we have our meeting it's uh like our our meeting coming up on wednesday it will be for everybody it will be elt it'll be team captains it'll be relayers on teams um that are interested in kind of learning about um other stuff that they can do so um it's we try to bring in as many people to those meetings as we can and then from those meetings try to get them interested in possibly having an elt position but what we really kind of put out there to them is again going back to what their strengths are and what they like to do and maybe it's not being the head person you know like the chairman of that part but what can you do to you know to help out somebody who's in that position we have our survivor chair um who never wants to say that she's their survivor chair but <laughs> she she truly takes over that position and then has people or friends that she's got to know who then help her you know with that we've done a few newer things um where april um has gone in like um on facebook of trying to get Um, just outside people who aren't part of our Relay to become part of our Relay. So again, we invite them to come to our meetings. Um, Last meeting, which we ended up having to have to have is a Zoom meeting, but we had some new people that we never met before that were on it Mm -hmm. over the last few meetings. So getting people to be there, then we just kind of introduce them and try to get them excited um, about Relay itself and what they can do to just kind of help us.
1: Good. Yeah, maybe just take a little piece if they're not willing to do a big job. Maybe just a little something.
0: I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, since Amber had to sign off, Roxanne, what do you guys do to work together to get more more people involved in helping you plan and execute the event?
5: Yeah, I would say that it's going back to when we first started is that after COVID with Relay for Life Yuma, it basically was a one-woman show with Amber and maybe like one or two other ELT members for a relay that brings in over thousands of people. And so she, it was very much like that first year, it was very hard. And then after we kind of wrapped, we had a discussion of like, what this event really needs, because it, prior to it, there was a lot of like, it was a lot of ELT members that have been there for many many years and so it really brought the opportunity to think about things differently and like what she really saw from her experience of what is needed in an ELT and so basically we found that the community has a lot of support uh, it just they didn't know really how to and so with that I, I would say like a couple months after that relay wrapped. We uh, we just like had an ice cream social, and then with that, it was it wasn't even like a committee interest meeting. We more made it broad of help us plan, help us plan relay, bring us your opinions. <laughs> and with that, because like that, and it was a huge success. There was many people that attended, and it was more of just starting to get people engaged and talking about it. And with that. Then it was like that process of like at the meeting and then further on, all right, now join our committee. And so with that, I would say she was absolutely stellar in growing this. Now now going into this year, she has a ELT of 15 to 20 people, I would believe. and And she's doing an amazing job with delegating. And so she and it's also like where it's not necessarily everyone has like a solid position. It's more of like, what are those buckets that need to be filled that people have strength in that they love to do? And so and also I would say is that she she opens up her committee meetings to everyone. And so whenever she she emails, she emails out, um, she emails out to everyone like committee meeting and then sometimes people just show up and so it's. Nice. Yeah, she uh, she's done a stellar job. And then now it's like a fully brand new committee that is just excited to be there. And it's brought so much life back into the event.
0: Well, good. I'm sorry she wasn't on to hear about all of your glowing recommendations. We'll let her know, we'll let her know. Kenyette <laughs> and Kristen, how do you engage other volunteers to help you plan your event?
2: Um, So kind of like what Emily was saying first, let me say, Emily, that um, coffee mug took the place of your entire face. That thing was oh. huge. Um, but no, just like what Emily was saying, um, inviting um, the participants to the team captain meetings. Now, typically at my meetings are the team captain, ELT is there. Man, I miss a t- an ELT of 15 plus people. We used to be like that previous COVID, Golly. But yeah, asking the team captains, do you want to be a bigger part of what's going on with Relay other than, you know, um, your team captain lead? Do you have members on your team that want to be a part of whether it's just they want to be a co-team captain or if they want to join us on the ELT? Um, It's just putting the ask out there. Um, And we do have here in Houston County, I do have a lot of veterans that are still with us, but not 15 plus. Golly, I missed that. We used to have co-captains. We had so many ELT members. Yeesh, I'm jealous over there, Roxanne. Um, but mm-hmm. over.
3: um, And basically everything she says, I support her in her um, choices is who she wants to have on her ELT. Like she's the face of this you know relay in her community i think a lot of what we try to do to get the elt um engaged is sending out you know all of the resources and the these trainings that we offer to people um you know we really want to empower not just you know your uh event lead and your staff partner but like empower your whole elt in terms of making sure that they have what they need so sending out this stuff So the sponsorship chair can look up stuff or the survivor chair can look up you know different things they can do or different trainings that they have or questions they may have you know sending out not only just resources you know i personally send out emails to everybody with resources on them acsresources.org here's the link to the training resources here's mission information you know your mission chair can just take that mission information and use it. So it's supporting them and the things they need with all of the amazing training and training the resources that we have now have gotten so much better and easier for volunteers to just grasp at their fingertips and it's I I love them. I use our event lead. I I send everything out constantly to volunteers because I just want them
2: to feel like they can take this on themselves yep and then i'll forward the different links that she'll send to i I don't have i have a small elt we're growing but it's it's small but um i will you know forward those different emails that are relative to those various individuals for their knowledge base and and for them to to jump on the trainings or get the recordings
0: awesome well i hope you all were taking notes that was great information and something that every event seems to struggle with so thank you all for for being open and honest and sharing what, what's working for you. Um, our next question is two parts because the perspective for this is different for each panelist pair. So we're gonna start with, well, Amber had to leave with Kenette and Emily. How do you take your lead position to promote and market your event in your community? You want me to go, Emily? Sure. You
2: go.
4: Oh, there you go. wait Heidi can you just say that one more time it kind of went out yes
0: yes how do you as the lead how do you promote and market your event in your community how do you get the word out um well we
4: try to do it um in a few different in a few different ways um first I try really hard to get um all of our teams and our team captains um to just utilize the people on their teams first first and foremost is to make sure that they're getting the word out to them um and that they're passing that you know along as well that we try to get everybody signed up um you know that we can for the events um and then we do our um relay is very big at doing sponsorship um I can't remember exactly from last year I think it was around 80,000 is that right April but it's something like that all right not 80,000 <laughs> oh yeah yeah about that but we we get a lot of sponsorship so getting or, or utilizing sponsorship so getting that out to people uh or getting that you know to our sponsors um that becomes a big thing because those sponsors are in the community um it kind of depends on on where to because um so our relay as it says south oakland county we started as one city um 25 years ago or 26 years ago um then we had other cities around us that lost relays so we encompass a whole bunch of cities um mm. in southeast michigan um that's why we have our big event is down at the zoo which is really in a different city than where we originally started um so we try to get sponsors in all the different communities that we can um so that gets the word out that way and then really our big push for the last few years um is within the media um Mm -hmm. I've had um different uh news last year we had the weather lady from one of the news channels um so that came and was our uh kind of like mc for the the big relay event so we do try that's kind of been our big push though too is to try to use some of the media to get out you know our dates
2: yep um same here social media um the news i've had the weatherman be our um mc we've had the sports guy be our mc um, for the event. So yeah, definitely utilizing the media is super helpful. I love that your event is at the zoo. That is so fun. I'm jealous of that. Um, but yeah, we'll have it. And, and then the sponsors. I didn't even think about that. You know, as we're getting closer to our event, our event is in May. But as we're getting closer to our event, putting the flyers out at the different sponsors that um, their businesses so that their part um, patrons can know about what's going on with Relay. So yeah, utilizing the media and social media is huge.
0: Okay, good. Before we move on to our staff answering this question, we're going to run over a little because we started late. So we are going to run a little bit over and I hope you can stay with us. So for the staff side, for our awesome staff partners, how are you empowering your volunteers to be the face of the American Cancer Society in their community? How are you giving them the information to get the mission out in their community? Who wants to go first? I will
1: okay So first I just make sure that they have what they need you know do they need you know I mean if Emily is doing something with the media does she need a press release does she need flyers like what does she need so I make sure that they have everything that they need and then also we had a conversation at a meeting and it was you know I'm not in your community I don't live there I don't know. I don't know all the different newspapers. I don't know all of the different ways we can advertise in your community. So you guys are out there. So what are the newspapers that you read? What are the, you know, what are the, where are the different places we can advertise that you're familiar with? So really just, I don't wanna say I'm putting it on them, but it's more, you know, these things yes. that I don't know. So help me help you kind of thing. So I feel like that, that has worked. I I, oh.
3: I mean, I, I definitely think yeah, you guys, as the volunteers are the face of uh, your community, you're the face of ACS, you know, you guys are the ones that are out there, you know, your community best, and we're here to give you what you need. Like for me, and what I just said before earlier was, you know, giving out those resources, giving out the mission information each month, you know, trying to get them so they have the tools at their hands that they can just go and go into their community and feel comfortable to go into a business and go into, uh, you know, and and talk about Relay, go into a school and talk about Relay. So um, I think with a lot of the resources like we have out there, um, that it's here it is. You, you know what you're doing. um, You know, you are an extension of ACS. You know, you can, you know, go out there and and know your community best, and I'm just here to just guide you along. So, you know, it's really just, you know, letting them know that we're, we're here to support them.
5: Very good. Um, I think first off it's for, for my position and being remote, it's very much where if they're not in, it's also kind of that pressure too, where it's like, if they're not in the community, then how is their event going to be successful, but we're here to make it easier for them and so it's a matter of again we have amazing resources on ecs resources sometimes it can be a little difficult to navigate so we can send that to them if they're not looking and then it's also at uh, what it, and then it's also if they are like unsure about something or they want to be like learn more it's also Leaning on our other relays too, who are great in like some of their strengths. And so it's pulling, it's also then it's not only just pulling resources from ACS resources, but then I think what's great with working for the American Cancer Society is we just have such a network that, of colleagues that we can lean on too. And so, I mean, in the background, if Amber's asking me, if Amber's asking me like, has a really ever done this before? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know, but I'll check. And so then I'll mess it. We have like a big group chat, and then I'll check. And then then I'll get such amazing resources from other relays to send to her. And so even if it's something like we personally haven't created yet, I, I'm there's definitely going to be a relay out there too. And so just also leaning on to every like leaning on to what you have. Okay, we're
0: on to our last question. And this has been really informative for me too. So I'm, I'm excited to be on the call tonight. What has been the most rewarding part of your partnership? What is that secret that makes it work so well for the two of you? So let's start with April.
1: Um, I feel like the secret that makes it work for us is that, one, we like each other. <laughs> that always helps, right? but you know, we have the same goal. We, you know, we want to be successful. We want to grow. Like we want this to be the best relay ever, every single year. So I think that just having a common goal is, is what makes it work for us.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think,
4: I think a lot of it is just like April said, I mean, I think first, um, i mean first and foremost we are friends you know or we we become friends um you know w- uh with doing this um i think we're honest to each other of uh, you know when we're when we're working on things and it's like april said we both have you know very similar goals of you know of of what we want our stuff um to be um i understand um that things because at least in our area acs has been changing a lot or like the relays have had to change a lot um and you know i understand um when she tells me you know different things or different ways to look at stuff um and i think she's right it's just that we have very similar goals and what you know we want to attain every year
0: okay how about um let's go to kristen and, and kenyat What's your secret sauce? Um, I, look, I, I think
3: we, we like each other. We get along. We have inside jokes. We um, She's beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> no, but seriously, we have a great relationship. And I think when you have that trust and that, um, you know, a great rapport with somebody, you know, you don't want to let them down. And I know that, you know, when she reaches out to me, I know I want to help her to the best of my ability because you know i'm here to support her i don't want to let her down and um you know we definitely want to see relay succeed in her area and i am just so proud of everything that they've accomplished just you know like she said there's there's a small but mighty group and they are an amazing team and i'm just really proud to be able to just be associated with it so
2: And I adore, adore, I asked them, I asked Kayla and and the rest of the ACS partners, do they put you all through this certain kind of training or whatever? Because in the 19 years that I've been a part of ACS and Relay for Life, the three partners that I've had have been stellar and beautiful souls, beautiful spirits, always willing to help. And um, it's unfortunate sometimes you all don't get those partners. If you don't get those partners, reach out to Kayla Boswell and tell her um, and she. (laughs) and she will make sure you are set up and hooked up. No, seriously, it's all about having those communications, those open lines. Don't wear your feelings on your shoulders because believe it or not, it's not personally about you. It's about the bigger mission, right? It's about ending cancer. It's about killing this disease because it's killing too many. And if you remember that that's your focus, then you're gonna have an awesome event. You're gonna have an awesome partnership with your ACS partner,
0: over. Thank you. Okay, Roxanne, what's your secret sauce?
5: I'd say the biggest thing is celebrating the wins. I think it's, I mean, there's times where Amber texts me like, oh, I got this new sponsor or this new team or honestly anything because it, anytime she texts me those things, I, it's like I can feel the excitement from her. And I want to celebrate that with her. If it's a big win, if it's a small win, I love to know about those things. And I just, and I, loved being able to celebrate those with her. And I think being able to just really own your event and just, and know that I'm here as your support and coach to make that happen, I think has really just blossomed our relationship. And it's also just, again, like everyone else on this call, we're friends. And so it's, we have our jokes, we talk, and then it just it just really create it's just it's about creating that organic relationship and just the willingness to support support each other um so yeah. awesome
0: well i want to thank all of our panelists i know it's not easy to always be you know sharing your thoughts on camera um it was great advice great stories that you all shared with us tonight We appreciate you spending your night with us, especially someone who doesn't talk to anybody after 7.30 at night. We love that you would join us. This recording um, will be posted on ACS Resources next week, um, along with the questions and answers in the chat. We didn't have a lot of those. We just had a lot of fun conversation. And um, any resources that might have come up tonight that Kayla has put in the chat. She's going to be putting the link to the training chat or training page in the chat. So bookmark that on your browser and check it often. Um, make sure you are reaching out to your staff partners. The more you communicate, the more you build those relationships. We're all like, like Kenyat said, we are all in this fight against cancer together. Everyone wants to get the mission out in their community and raise the monies and get the word out of what is available and how we can fund research. So everybody keep up that relay. Great work. Thank you to our audience for joining us. Um, Be sure to check out our upcoming upcoming trainings and the video library on the training page. We've got a lot of great content coming your way. Our next live training will be on February 29th, covering um, how to plan impactful ceremonies. So we hope to see you there. And everybody, have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you. Good night, everyone. Next time I go to Ohio, though, April and um, Emily, I will be looking y'all up. I don't know if I'll be moving to <laughs> Michigan. I'm not moving to Michigan,
1: but I'll get close to Cleveland and holler at y'all. You can come up to the Detroit Zoo on August 11th. Yep. <laughs> I'm Detroit it's Zoo. I'm going to put that on my
2: calendar. I really will.